This is the Business Cast, the podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and companies with velocity, and powered by the DMZ, the world's leading tech accelerator. Here is your host, Canada's leading business podcaster, chartered accountant, CPA, and business strategist, Robert Gold. Once again, from high atop the Business Cast Podcast Center, Toronto, live into the morning, we're way off to the east. I can see Mosquito, Newfoundland. I'm Robert Gold, Managing Partner of Bennett Gold LLP, Chartered Accountants and CPAs in Toronto, and this podcast is powered by the DMZ, the world's leading tech accelerator at dmz.ryerson.ca. Today, I'm really excited. Marie Chevrier is with us. Marie is the founder and CEO at Sampler.io. On their site, it says, stop handling out product samples randomly and start engaging your most valuable potential customers at scale. I can't wait to learn about this. Marie, welcome to the Business Cast, powered by the DMZ. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. I am really excited about what you do at Sampler.io, but let's step back a bit. Tell us about yourself and how you came to be the founder and CEO of Sampler. Sampler has been around for five years, and as you mentioned earlier, we help consumer brands distribute product samples in more targeted ways. Really, the idea came about from my very own experience handing out free product samples as a brand ambassador while I was in college. I remember even back then feeling that it was a bit crazy that we were giving out these high-value products to just pretty much anyone who walked by. But, you know, it would take several years in agencies and a couple years of venture capital for me to really realize that I had everything I needed and a really good market insight to go and build this business. It is scary to jump into these kinds of things. What was the first fear that you had to overcome? The biggest fear you have to overcome is the ones you put into your mind that are about just like, could I really do this myself? I think there's a bit of self-doubt when you're starting a business is thinking like, am I really the person that can figure out this massive problem? And the answer is that if you put enough energy into something, you'll be successful at getting it somewhere at least, right? And I thought a lot about what's the worst outcome. You know, I fail and I learn a ton of things. And I think like if you go into anything with that kind of mindset of at least I'll come out of it with lessons. So I want to ask you a question. In our CA firm at Benicold, we work with a lot of tech companies. And lately I've been hearing there seems to be a broad-based concern about among many of the startups that Amazon and companies like Amazon will either crush them or swallow them. Do you have any thoughts <laughs> on this? Is this a real fear? I don't know if you had read this about us, but there was actually some recent news that Amazon is getting into the digital product sampling space, which is sampler space. And it was a really funny story because the day I learned that was actually pretty much the best day of my life. Uh, (laughs) And that sounds really weird, right? Like you have this massive behemoth that's coming in and ultimately taking a stab at your space. For us, actually having someone like Amazon come in really validated the market that we were going after. I have my say that At the end of the day, if you think your idea is big enough, if you are very confident that what you're creating is really, really life-changing, then you have to know that these big players are going to pay attention. The reason I feel so confident that them coming into our space is a positive thing is because I'm very, very clear about 
how we're positioned against what they can actually do. So when it comes to Amazon, I feel like Sampler's offering is so distinguished to theirs that we really have an opportunity to compete. And at the end of the day, the product sampling industry is such a massive industry that there's enough room for multiple players. Rather than a concern or a fear that if an entrepreneur has the right mindset, they can see that as a major opportunity because the market's all of a sudden been really validated. Yeah, absolutely. And in our case, when we decided to start Sampler five years ago and we said that we were going to tell big brands to stop just giving out samples at random and move their sampling online, we quickly realized that wasn't a space at all. That was something we were going to need to educate every single one of our brand managers about the benefits of. It seems obvious that giving out samples randomly is going to be less efficient than targeting someone specifically. But there comes an entire mind shift that needs to happen around it. You need to convince people that instead of having people handing the samples, they should be shipping samples direct to consumers' homes or that they should be shifting their digital ad spend from impressions and all the way to physical samples being handed out. It's a huge mind shift. And there requires a lot of education around that. And for a small startup, that's costly. So here comes someone that everyone's paying attention to saying that thing about targeted sampling, it's, it's something that's going to stick. It's something we're paying attention to. And if Amazon's paying attention to it, then you better believe that those brands are going to start paying attention to it. From a startup perspective, like it's important to realize that brands and all businesses have the same fear that we have as consumers. Everyone has a love-hate relationship with Amazon. And I think that's true about some of the big companies out there. And so there's always going to be a niche need for your technology. You know, I got to tell you, I'm a bit of an Amazon Prime abuser. I have my toothpaste <laughs> deodorant delivered to my office. So let's not get started on that. Now, let me ask you a question. You talk to a lot of tech people as well. If the principals behind a startup look over their shoulder, what do they usually see? Are what they seeing what is really there? Yeah, well, I always say that my biggest customer as a founder are my employees and my investors. And I think that that's where you should be focused. You should be very aware of the market around you. But I've often found that when I end up focusing on competition or what's happening around me in the competitive landscape, I get distracted. If you keep a very good line of conversation with your customer and your employees and your investors, you should get a really, really well-rounded vision for how you should should be spending your time and executing. Do you ever feel that startups, companies like yourselves, should behave like Amazon, lowball pricing, acquire as many competitors as you can by buying or crushing? Like, when do you behave like Amazon? I have a saying that I always use with my team. I always say, act big because no one will stop you. And I think that that's really, really important. At the end of the day, no one will ever stop you from deciding to take on a crazy thing. Like, for example, we recently started a, a trade mission with retailers and, and brands from the U.S. And we brought 80 brands and retailers to Canada to visit Toronto and see what our ecosystem is all about. No one's going to stop me from doing that. <laughs> no one's going to say, you know, that's crazy, don't do it. But that's acting big for what was at a time a 15-person startup. I think we should 
learn from Amazon and definitely think bigger, especially as Canadians. We're often told that companies here are not thinking of the big IPOs as much as maybe like our neighbors in the U.S. And so, yes, I'm a huge proponent of thinking bigger and acting big. We don't all have the the resources and money to acquire weaker competitors or low-balling pricing. So in Canada, Canadian startups are a lot more effective with our cash. We could also think bigger. You know, your line about nobody knows how big you are reminds me back to the early days of the internet. There was a cartoon and there was a picture of a dog in front of a computer screen and the comment was, on the internet, nobody knows you're a dog. So in this situation, (laughs) nobody knows how big or small you are. You just have to get out there. Just take advantage of it. Ask you a question. I recently read a book called The Amazon Way by John Rossman and he talks about the key leadership principles that drive Amazon's disruptive style. Do you think there's three key leadership attributes that a founder should possess to ensure that they, in fact, do not become a victim to a much larger competitor with deep pockets? I truly believe that the best way to love the company you've built is to build a company that follows your values. I actually tell this story all the time. I'm very transparent. I literally wear my emotions on my sleeve. You know, if I had a bad day, a good day, transparency is like the one thing that everyone will say meeting me. You know, in a recent value exercise that we did with the entire team, the team said that the core values for them, I wasn't even allowed to participate, was transparency. And so you should build a team that resembles you. For us, it's about transparency, ownership, and growth are the kind of three main core values that we have. Uh, We have five total, but those are top three, I would say. What we really focus on here is on giving the opportunity for everyone to grow within their role and within their career. And, And we really hope that at Sampler, people can come and feel like it's going to be a cornerstone in their career. Let me ask you this final question. Because you're a leader, because you talk to other founders, back to my favorite question, which our regular listeners know, the three pieces of advice that you would give to founders, and in this case, founders that want to iterate quickly and keep ahead of the Amazons of the world. What are the three things that come to your (laughs) mind? First one is a tip we implemented this year. I decided over the Christmas break to write a letter to our investors that was forward-looking. I wrote it in December, but I wrote it as if I was writing it in December 2019 a year from that moment. If I was proud of everything we accomplished this year, what would I be writing my investor? And that allowed us to set up some really cool OKRs, objective key results for the business, and me to put myself in the mindset of what we needed to do this year to be successful. That's one. Number two, people is everything. The best thing you could do is just be a good person. Understand that every day you should be thankful for the people that are, you know, embarking on your mission and you should be spending time getting to know them, getting to know their growth objectives. And that's really important. And then three, be nice to yourself. I believe that the biggest thing, investing in yourself and in self-reflection and being kind to yourself because seriously, there is no more rewarding uh, job than the CEO of a tech startup, but there's also no less rewarding job at the same time. It's an up and down journey. You know, you have to be kind to yourself in order to to find balance in that. You know, your comment about writing a forward-looking letter or a letter from now to your investors a year from now gives me another idea that entrepreneurs should think about. Before starting up or as they start up, they should write a letter to themselves why I'm doing this. (laughs) Feel the letter away and open it up in a year or two. And when they open Mm -hmm. it up, it might give them a refreshing look as to why the hell they got into it in the first place. (laughs) 
I think you're reminded of that. There's bad days, but the highs are so high. It's just this amazing moment that always reminds you. And you're having fun. Marie Chevrier, founder and CEO of Sampler.io. Thank you, Marie, for being a guest on the Business Cast. Thank you. And until next time, I'm Robert Gold, Managing Partner at Bennett Gold LLP, Chartered Accountants in Toronto. If you want to know what a great CA and CPA firm can do for your accelerating business, check us out at bennettgold.ca. You can find other great episodes at dmzbusinesscast.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time in the morning, everyone, and good night, Mosquito, Newfoundland. You've been listening to The Business Cast powered by the DMZ and brought to you by Bennett Gold LLP Chartered Accountants and CPAs. Incubating, accelerating, succeeding. You need Bennett Gold. Check them out at bennettgold.ca. That's bennettgold.ca.